Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. As we are just under a month away from the first high school football games of the season, we are just a few weeks away from the start of practices for high school football, as well as other fall sports uh, getting ready to get going in the coming weeks. So it's a busy time in high school football and high school sports as we begin that preparation process just as the athletes do. Uh, But before we get into today's episode, we do want to remind you to help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving. Every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, again, we're uh, about to get uh, into the thick of things for high school football preparations. And today on the WSN podcast, we're going to talk about uh, talk to our guest, Brian Kaminsky, the head football coach at Sun Prairie East. Certainly the situation at Sun Prairie is one of the top storylines of the upcoming high school football season. The Cardinals are coming off a runner-up finish in Division I, but they're splitting into two schools and two programs this fall. So it's going to be an interesting situation, as, as we will talk about with Coach Kaminsky, the challenges that comes with, and I also talked to him a little bit about last year's run to Camp Randall. Also going to talk with him about his perspective that he gained this year as not just a coach who has had a number of players recruited over the years from you know Wisconsin to every other level down to Division Three and everywhere else. Um, but his son, Jerry Kaminsky, is a returning All-State quarterback for the Cardinals. And I'm going to talk to, to Coach Kaminsky about what that was like, how that is, uh, you know, the challenges related to that and how that uh, process, uh, you know, was different for him as a dad as opposed to just being a coach that has helped guide players through that. So com- uh, conversation coming up with Coach Kaminsky but as a reminder, you've, you've already seen some uh, a ton of content coming out on WIS Sports this week, high school football related. We held our first annual WSN Gridiron Showcase last Friday at Plymouth High School, an amazing facility, an amazing place for that, uh, for that event. It was a great day, uh, some great testing that was, that was done, some kids really performed really well, and then a really special opportunity to have college coaches run through position-specific drills with those guys. That worked out really well also. So we've got the full results. We've got top performers available for that event. Also on Saturday, Friday and Saturday were the WFCA All-Star Games uh, in Oshkosh, which always kind of serve as a uh, you know an unofficial beginning of the new year. Uh, so we've got the, uh, the, the recaps from those games. The North swept three to nothing over the South. The first time the North has swept those three games since it expanded to Three games in 2015, I believe, was the first year for that. Also, uh, in addition to uh, to those things, we had our we got updated enrollment numbers from the WIAA uh, for uh, teams, uh, high school football teams, as well as schools. So we were able to put together projected cut lines for high school football this fall. As a reminder, football is the only sport where. Not everyone makes the playoffs, and you don't know what playoff division you're in until after the regular season is completed. So there's always a little bit of uh, you know intrigue around where teams will go, and there were certainly some interesting things that came out of uh, those enrollments with teams going up or down in enrollment. For instance, Colby, who won a Division Six state title last year, looks like they will uh, very likely be in Division Five this year. Coleman, the runner-up in D7, looks like they'll be D6. Bangor looks like they're likely 
to move up to Division Six. Uh, there's going to be some teams that are going to be on that that cut line uh, of interest, certainly. Um, you know, Menominee is going to be right there on that D2, D3 cut line once again, a few other schools. So you can check out those projected, projected cut lines. Um, again, just gives uh, an idea of who might be close to, uh, to moving up or down a division. And then also you can check out enrollment uh, information for all schools, uh, see the trends for those schools, who's gone up, who's gone down, um, you know, what the, the trend is for your school. Uh, in, in just kind of in general uh, where, where things are going. Certainly some schools go up, some go down. It changes the uh, dynamics of, of programs in, in high schools in general. So you can check out those updated enrollment numbers that, uh, that we have available as well. And then also this week, we got going with player rankings on wisports.net. Uh, earlier this week, uh, released the quarterback rankings, and we will continue with our positional rankings over the next week and a half to two weeks as we get geared up for the high school football season. Uh, then after that, early August, that likely that first week of practices, uh, we'll start our conference previews. There will be 50-some conference previews for the 11-player teams. We'll have our eight-player football uh, previews as well. Uh, so it's going to be a busy time on wisports.net. You're going to make sure uh, you're going to want to make sure you check it out. You're going to want to make sure that you uh, get updated on your WSN Extra subscription. If you don't have one yet, you'll want to get one. Best value that you will find in high school sports content and uh, just in general uh, high school sports information. Uh, $60 for a year, uh, great value compared to a, a, a lot of other uh, things out there. Um, and that gets you information for all of our uh, outstanding staff and writers at WSN, not just football, but you'll get access to all of Mark Miller's boys basketball information, Norbert Durst on the girls basketball side, all of it uh, as part of that single WSN extra subscription. Uh, so yeah, a busy time as we start to get ready, just like the athletes do for high school football and high school fall sports returning here very soon. Um, but now let's get to our conversation with Coach Kaminsky uh, in, in the, the insights that he has on his program and the challenges that they're going to be facing. So here is uh, Head Coach Brian Kaminsky at Sun Prairie East. As we continue to gear up for the 2022 high school football season, we're excited to join in our guest today on the WSN podcast, Head Coach at Sun Prairie East, Head Football Coach Brian Kaminsky, longtime friend of the show, Coach, appreciate you taking some time as you uh, as you're only a couple weeks away from the start of practices and uh, and, and taking some time to join us here on the WSN podcast. Thanks for having me. I have to admit, it sounds a little weird to say Sun Prairie East, right? But uh, that's where we're at this day and age. So uh, thanks for having us. We'll talk about Sun Prairie East and what that now means in just a little bit. But before we get there, let's take a look uh, last year and a little trip down memory lane. Another outstanding season for the Cardinals. You were outright Big East Conference, or excuse me, Big Eight Conference champions. Went undefeated in the regular season, made it to your third uh, Division One state title game, and came up just a little short against a very good Franklin team at Camp Randall. As you've had a chance to digest and look back at what your team accomplished last year, how do you put it in context? What what did you guys do last year, and, and what did it mean for your program? Yeah, it was a great season uh, led by our seniors, um, and, and it just was great to watch them come together, right? And then that's what it's all about. It's about getting uh, better each and every week, and our team was able to do that and stay focused because there's 
games they can lose your focus, maybe get a little overconfident and, and not treat to trust uh, yourself in the game plan. But our, our kids were able to stay locked in and, and stay hungry all season long. And, you know, it started with a, a great trip. We had a great trip up to Hudson. I think that really brought our team together. Uh, we came up there and took the whole program up there on a Thursday night and uh, went to a St. Saint Paul Saints game the night before, stayed in the hotel. And uh, and then they had the football game, obviously, on Friday. But just that time together where you're uh, constantly working with your teammates, I think, was what really uh, set the tone for us last year. And then to watch the kids improve each and every week and, you know, get to the state championship game, uh, you know, came up a little bit short against a great Franklin team. But uh, we were right there with a chance to win it. Uh, you know, they made more plays than we did. Uh, we made a few mistakes as coaches that we wish we could have back. But, you know, it always takes you a couple a couple of weeks, if not longer, to get over that last loss and, and get re-energized. But uh, we're able to do that. And, and it's just a, when you're able to reflect that, it's just a, a great season. There was a, a little bit of a, a last dance feel and, and mantra even sometimes to what you guys were doing last year. Again, we'll talk what it means for the split this year in just a moment. But how did you deal with that, knowing that some of those guys that you were coaching last year, you were going to be coaching against in the next season? Yeah, strange, right? And I don't think anybody's had to go through something like that in a long time in the in the state of Wisconsin. But uh, we did uh, kind of, you know, the Michael Michael Jordan of the Bulls theme. Uh, the last dance came out, and our kids kind of rallied behind that, knowing that it was the last time we were truly going to be Cardinals together. Um, and we wanted to go out uh, with a bang and, and do as as good as we could. And uh, and our kids were able to do that. And uh, you know, it, it was a little tough, you know, knowing that some of these guys we have playing are, are we're going to be coaching against this year and. Uh, even more so, I'd say, in the position that I'm in, that I have a, a son last year that was a junior uh, on the football team and a daughter that was a sophomore. So, you know, those classes on a whole different level and, and still continue those relationships with those kids. But, uh, you know, we knew we wanted to end it in, in a state of excellence and then hopefully win a state championship. Uh, you know, we checked off a lot of boxes along the way, came up a little bit short in that last one. But uh, what a great ride it was and a, a great memory, not only for our, for our players, but our coaches and our community. We're talking with Brian Kaminsky, the head football coach at Sun Prairie East, and we'll continue our conversation in just a moment. But we want to help uh, save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, Coach, every year is a little different. Every preparation for each season uh, certainly has some commonality, but you know, things, things are always changing with different players coming in and out, sometimes different coaches uh, in your program. But this year, it was a whole different ball game. As you said, something that no program in, in Wisconsin has really had to deal with for years and years. And that is your school, Sun Prairie, splitting into two high schools, East, where you are at now, which is the, the Cardinals, and then a new building opening on the West side as Sun Prairie West. Um, just talk through some of those challenges that have been raised by having to have your school and your program split in half in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think first and foremost, it's the relationships, right? We, we all do this. Obviously everybody wants to win, but the most important thing is trying to develop these young men and, and women that are involved in your program um, into becoming a, a great young man and great woman and help hopefully set them up for a bright future. And, and we spent a lot of time in that relationship piece and, and, and that's very important to us. And that's, that I think has been the most difficult piece where after the season, you know, we're talking, what do we do? Do we train the West kids? Do we train the East kids? Do we come together? And, and we just looked at one another as a staff and said, the right thing to do is to keep training these guys until summertime. Uh, everybody's put their time in as a Cardinal. They're still a Cardinal and they will always be a Cardinal for life, so to speak. But, uh, 
you know, that, that's been the biggest challenge is just seeing these guys come over to Laos, right? Hang out with my son, Jerry, and, and here they are going to West. And it's just, it's a unique challenge. It's tough. It's, 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 it's going to be crazy for a year or two, just going through that piece. I, I told Josh, their head coach, I said, boy, when we play each other, I might need to give the pregame talk to both because I'll know those players probably better than he does at that point in his coaching career. But uh, so that, that's been the biggest challenge. I think, you know, when we get onto the field now, I, I think the challenges we face is, you know, we were a bigger school or we still are a big school, but just coming up with numbers, right, and, and developing that depth. You know, somebody said it to me at the All-Star game this past weekend. Boy, you know, we're talking about offensive line. And it's like, boy, do you ever go into a season thinking you have 10 starting offensive linemen? And I was like, no, there's there's no way. And he's like, that's essentially what East and West have to do this year, right? We had our kids, but now we spend the two schools. So now we essentially got to come up with 10 starting offensive linemen, which is a challenge in, in amongst itself. But as coaches and players, you, know, you always want to rise up to the challenges. And, or, you know, we're not going to make excuses. We're going to find ways to to get it done. And I think the other hard thing right now is, is West high school hasn't been done and their coaching staff has done a great job of getting those guys prepared, but challenges as far as sharing facilities in the summer, um, you know, we're, we're in the weight room in the morning, they come in the afternoon. So, you, and then in the evening, there's a little bit of overlaps. You're, you're seeing those kids, you're seeing those coaches and it's just, it's, it's a little bit awkward, right? Cause knowing you're going to play each other, it's going to really quick become a, a big rival uh, here in town. If not, if it hasn't already become one, but uh, so those are just a few of the, few of the wrinkles that we're dealing with. Not only do you have a split of your program, you've got a new conference coming up as well, moved out of the big eight conferences uh, as a result of the split of the school and into the Badger large conference. What is that going to be like a, a completely different set of teams than you have coached against in your career at Sun Prairie? Um, what, what kind of challenges does that bring? And what are you looking forward to moving over to the Badger large? You know, I think that's the part that breathes a little bit of a uh, bit of fresh air to us, right? We've been playing in the Big Eight forever, and it seems with the groupings for the playoffs that we've been grouped in with the the Big Eight teams a lot, and uh, have been doing that. So now to jump into the Badger Conference, right? We we're talking to you even the other day, boy, I don't even know what these facilities look like. We we know we have a little bit as everybody does. There's film everywhere and everybody, and you can find it and start taking a look at those things. But you know, the nice thing is in this area, as coaches, we're all pretty close. We've got a great relationship uh, with most of those guys already in the Badger Conference. But you know, it's going to be different. I've been here for 25 years and going on year number 26. I bet we played Middleton at least probably 40 times in those 25 years, and now we're not going to play them. So that's just, it's awkward. It's new. Uh, but it, it presents a un unique challenge for us to go ahead and figure out uh, what these teams do best and, and how do we get prepared for them and, and how do we stop them and how, how do we hopefully come out and, uh, on top of some of these competitive games. Well, you've got some tough games right out of the uh, gates this year. You open with uh, Monona Grove and then McGuanago, a team that you beat in level four to get to the state finals last year. And oh, by the way, welcome to the Badger Large, your first conference game against Wanakee, the state champions from last year. Uh, that early schedule is going to be tough, but uh, I imagine you're also a, a little bit looking forward to some of those challenges early on. Absolutely. Right. You want, you want to be challenged early and, and, and see what you need to improve upon and, and how, what you need to do to get better, to get to the level of play that, that we all set for our teams. And, uh, you know, right now we're focusing just on ourselves, trying to get better and what we can do in the summer to be as great as we can. And then uh, give us a week. Well, again, we'll continue to focus on that. And then we'll start focusing on Monona Grove. And then after that in the game, you know, you're going to either look at what things that went well, things that didn't go well, and know that we have a huge test in McGuanago. Uh, they're a well-coached football team that gave us everything we could ha handle in that, 
uh, that level four game last year. Uh, coach does a great job over there. They got great players. And then turn around against a program like Wanakee, right? As we know, is one of the best programs uh, in the state uh, year in and year out. And that's going to present its own unique challenge. But, you know, we can't get too far ahead of ourselves. We, we just got to go ahead and, and, and grind it out, so to speak, each every day and, and work to get better in the weight room, get to better on the field, get to better in the classroom and all that stuff and accept any challenges our way. But we wouldn't want it any other way. We want to play teams that are going to push us to our limit so we can really find out what type of football team we have. And, of course, that Wanakee Sun Prairie game is one that a lot of people for many years would have loved to see. Uh, of course, the, the Big 8 was a closed schedule forever, so weren't able to make that work. Um, I know that, uh, and I was there for several years, you used to do contact days with Wanakee in the summertime that uh, certainly brought out some some good uh, friendly rivalry. And then you've got a game against Sun Prairie West coming up just a couple of weeks later uh, with all the that, that goes into that, as we've talked about, the, the split and you know, the, the relationships and players that you used to have. So a lot of, uh, of intrigue on the schedule for the Sun Prairie East Cardinals this year. Well, you had a, a maybe unique experience uh, this, this off season in not only dealing with all this stuff with the split and how that was going to work, but your son, Jerry, uh, a returning all state quarterback, one of the best players in the state of Wisconsin, going through the recruiting process, going on all the visits, going you know, and, and doing all of that stuff before recently committing to North Dakota. As a dad, how different was that experience than some of the other players that you've coached over the years in, in helping them through that recruiting experience? Man, it's crazy, isn't it? Uh, whole recruiting thing right now is just unbelievably uh, upside down, so to speak, right? You, you throw the COVID situation onto it, uh, and then you throw the transfer portal onto it, and then you throw it to your own son. That changes the game as well. But uh, you know, we've been blessed to have some great players that go on and play college football at, at all different levels, right? Whether it's Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, NAIA, Junior College. Uh, so that that's usually a great experience, right? You know, to be with these kids and hopefully help them find the right spot for them and, and to help them uh, continue to grow on and off the football field is always great. But I think biggest change, right, is is, is one you're doing it as a as a coach and, and as a dad. And I, I think one thing we've always tried to try to do here at Sun Prairie is develop a positive relationship with these college programs and, and always be upfront and honest, right? If we got a kid that characters, maybe it's not the best. We, we might let them know, Hey, sometimes he struggles with this or he struggles with attendance or, you know, we have always tried to be uh, upfront with those guys and, and honest. And, and I think we've done a great job with that. And those kids, those players and those programs know what type of kids they're getting. So, you know, when it comes time to talk about my son, right, that that's a whole different deal. And, uh, but I think we had the respect of those programs knowing that, that what I was saying was honestly what I felt. And obviously you, when you see your son every day and works as hard as, as Jerry does, it's, it's, you know, no brainer to say he has a leadership and the character and all that stuff, but do they really believe it? And I, I, I think they did. And obviously North Dakota really felt that. And, uh, you know, but I, I think what you don't, what, what you don't get when it's, when it's just a player, right. You're not, you don't have that daily interaction. You're not sure when exactly they get phone calls. You're not sure uh, how a coach responds after a camp, but that was a big difference for me is, is just seeing the day to day, um, one excitement, I think, I think as any young kid starts out, it's very exciting to be, to be wanted by some schools and, and, and trying to figure out that process. And then it gets a little bit taxing, right? You're, you're dealing with talking to maybe 10 to 20 programs. I, I know in the spring, we probably had, uh, 35 to 40 schools come watch them throw before school. Uh, you know, and then you're trying to decide, decipher well, how bad do these schools really want you, right? What's, what's their level of interest in you? And then that's a hard 
that's a hard question to ask, but I, I, any advice I can give these people is don't be afraid to ask where you're at on that recruiting board, right? They're going to ask things out of you and, and you got to be comfortable enough to ask things out of them. So you get a true understanding because you know, everybody wants you to come to a camp. They want you to go to their place and there's only so many dollars and there's only so much time uh, in a spring or a summer to get that stuff done. So you got to try to find the, what's the bright fit for you. Right. And I, I think that, that was one thing I, I think Jerry did a great job and is was trying to figure out what was the right fit uh, for him as a football player and, and for him academically and, and for the distance that he wanted to go. And, and it was fortunate for him that North Dakota checked all those boxes and, and he wanted to get it done uh, fairly early. So I, I give him credit for that. He wanted to focus on his senior year. He wanted to help get some kids at the college program. And, but most importantly, he wanted to stay here and, and not have to travel and miss times with his, with his teammates and, and, you know, going through the split, he wanted to make sure he was doing everything he could to help set Sun Prairie uh, East football up in a positive way. We're continuing our conversation with Sun Prairie East head coach, Brian Kaminsky. Uh, coach, you opened, was it last year or, or the spring season? I can't remember now. Uh, brand new facility redone completely there in Sun Prairie. Uh, the, uh, is it now bank of Sun Prairie stadium? I believe it is, um, the, the best high school football centric, uh, facility in the state of Wisconsin, just an incredible facility there in, in completely redone stadium, um, that will house both Sun Prairie East and Sun Prairie West. Uh, many people have seen pictures or videos I've posted it. I was at, uh, at a game last year, um, you know, just how special is it to have a, a place like that? And, and, you know, kind of how, how, how much of a, uh, you know, dream come true, I guess, maybe was it to, to open a place where, you know, you, you've got the best high school football facility in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, our community really supports this year and, and that got passed through referendum when, when some Prairie West was going to become a high school. So it's a shared facility. Uh, you know, that it was uh, opened up, it was supposed to open up the fall of COVID and then we ended up playing in the spring. Uh, that season so we were able to play there and practice there but you know really not many fans or any of that so you really couldn't tell what type of environment it would be or when you had people and uh it just was awesome last year to be able to play on that on that field and uh the venue is great like you said we still got that sunken down feeling when you walk in you look overlook the field so there's a great vantage point for people to stand up by kind of concession stand area and watch the field from above or you know it's easy access to get to for for elderly people to, to walk into the stadium and, and, and get, grab a seat pretty easily. We got a, a press boxes on both sides of the, the field turf. Uh, you know, it's just, it was awkward, right? In, in the spring of the COVID season, have West Wolves and all that stuff on there. That just was surreal to us at that, at that point in time, knowing we still had essentially two years of, of being one, but um, you know, here we are with the, with the split and uh, it's just, it, it truly is one of the best venues around. And it's great that we were able to fill that thing last year with some fans and, and have the jumbotron up there and, and to have our fans right on top of us uh, cheering, uh, but it, it's a great facility. And, and again, I agree second to none. Obviously you'll play some Prairie West there. I believe there's one date uh, this year. I think it's week one actually, where uh, you guys play on Thursday, West will play on Friday. Otherwise it worked out that, everybody gets to play on Friday. How is that scheduling going to work going forward? Do you know, is there, is there anticipation that you might have to play some Thursday games or somebody would play on Thursday or Saturday games perhaps, or even double headers, or is it going to work out that you'll just be able to rotate your home, they're away, vice versa, and everybody gets to play on Friday? Yeah, the conference commissioner sets up your, your conference schedule, and, and I know in the conference we've been before, they're able to accommodate that, knowing that some Prairie East would have to be on the road while some Prairie West would be at home. And 
so I, I feel confident most of those games will be on Friday. It's kind of becoming a new trend a little bit, so to speak, in, in the non-conference uh, type of things. Maybe start playing on Thursday nights, and to be honest with you, by by the time you're in that third week of, of, of prep for your season, you're ready to play by Thursday. So it's going to be kind of fun to get out there and, and maybe be one of the first games that, you know, that's the first day you can play. So to be one of the few teams that kick it off on that Thursday will, will be pretty special. And then, um, you know, and then they, it'll be weird though, right? Because those West players will be at our game. I'm sure a lot of our guys will be at their at their game, watching their friends, watching their rivals all in one, uh, playing, uh, playing against another team. So uh, that's going to be a little bit unique, but uh, I don't see it being a scheduling problem right now because there's not a lot of shared facility within the Badger Conference. If there was a ton of schools in that situation, then it might become a little bit more difficult to schedule that. Well, before we let you go, Coach, uh, you will be next year, next uh, summer, uh, taking over a uh, leadership role in the WFCA as the president beginning next year. You're, you're currently the president-elect, um, have been involved with the WFCA as a region rep uh, over, over the last number of years. Uh, what kind of things do you anticipate being kind of on your agenda that you're, you know, wanting to uh, to raise awareness of, to address in high school football uh, as as you take in that leadership role within the WFCA? That's a great question. You know, I think those things change all the time. I think we're, we're lucky we have some uh, great leadership with the people that are on board there on the executive board already. Um, so we got to make sure we maintain those guys because they do a tremendous job for us. But uh, you know, I, I think continue to grow our sport. You know, it was going backwards for a little bit there. Now I think numbers are starting to rise again. So how do we continue to grow the, uh, this great game, this ultimate team game in the state of Wisconsin? I think we got to grow officials. You know, I think that's a, becoming an alarming uh, deal for us. How do we grow our own? How do we get more people interested in officiating? How do we get that going? And then, you know, how do we continue to make this this playoff deal? Uh, with the seating and, and maybe the groupings, how do we make, how do we tweak that to make it even a little bit better than what it was? I, last year was the first year of the seating. And I thought, you know, for the most part, I, I think everything turned out pretty well. Uh, but as we know, there's going to be new data once you get into year two, year three, and, and how do you tweak that? So maybe you can now seed um, one through 16 or, or one through 32 and set up your groupings a little bit differently. Uh, so that's something we're, we're always constantly looking at. And, you know, like anything, we're here to represent the, the rest of the schools in the state of Wisconsin. And we just hope if people reach out, uh, if they got ideas or things, by by no means, uh, you know, do we have all the answers? It's a zero where we get to represent our, our, our schools that, throughout the state. So we need their input on things that, that they that they want to see happen and what changes we can make. But I look forward to the relationship we have with uh, the WIA. I don't think it's been uh, any better over a period of time than what it currently is with, with the current regime up there. Um, so I'm excited for that. I think we got a great working relationship and we'll continue to see things grow in a positive way for uh, high school football in the state of Wisconsin. Well, coach, we appreciate you taking some time uh, you're a couple weeks away from the beginning of the season. You've got dead week coming up next week. Uh, hopefully you're able to get a, a chance to get away a little bit, take some time to, to rest, relax, and, and get ready for an outstanding season at Sun Prairie East, the first ever season for Sun Prairie East, but the last season that you get to coach your son, Jerry, as a, as a head coach. A lot of emotions, I'm sure, that will go into it. But again, thanks for taking the time, Coach, and I always appreciate catching up. Thanks for having us. and appreciate everything you guys do for high school sports. Appreciate it, Travis. So there you go. Great conversation with Coach Kaminsky as we got some insight on his program last year, his program coming up this year, and the challenges that they're dealing with uh, going to two high schools there in Sun Prairie. That'll do it for today, though. Uh, appreciate you joining in on the WSN podcast. Again, all kinds of information and all kinds of uh, content will be coming out over the next few weeks and, and month, 
in coming months as the high school football season is just around the corner. We are less than two weeks away from the first practices of the high school football season. We are less than a month away from the first games of the high school football season. So it's going to be hot and heavy for content coming over the next uh, month or so. Again, player rankings coming out in the next week and a half. After that, conference previews for every conference in the state. We'll have our preseason watch list as well for our senior football awards. We'll have our uh, uh, week one preview coming out. We'll have some great content as well. Uh, so look uh, look for all of that on wisports.net. Make it a daily destination for all of your high school football and high school sports needs. One more chance to help remind you to save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. That'll do it for today on the WSN Podcast. I am Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.